If you were to look at a liturgical calendar, you would see that this Sunday is Orthodox Sunday. And that's not Orthodox in the sense of the Eastern Church, but that's Orthodox in the sense of straight or right or upright or not deviating from the truth. Now, my friends, my colleagues insisted that I preach today because of this. Um, (laughs) I was supposed to preach last week, but they said Orthodox Sunday is your Sunday. (laughs) And they're making fun of me because I'm a stickler for the rules and the regulations and the canons and the sanctity of the Scripture. And when I preach, you won't hear three points in a poem. And you won't hear lifestyle experiences and all that other stuff. It's going to be a straightforward presentation of the Gospel and the message. And how fitting it is that our lesson today is very, very plain. It requires no deep analysis, or as the theologians call it, exegesis. This scripture is plain and hard and inescapable. Samuel Clements, better known by his pen name of Mark Twain, was a very well-known humorist and a well-known religious skeptic. He once wrote, It ain't those parts of the Bible I can't understand that bother me. It's the parts that I do understand. Here the words of Jesus are very interesting and very hard, excuse me, very easy to understand, but very difficult to obey. In this holy season of Lent, that time of prayer and introspection and fasting and self-examination, religious contemplation, and yes, that time of penance and regret for all our wrongdoings and shortcomings, We understand that Jesus demands of us that we surrender our own selfish desires and follow in the way that he has taught us. Lent is a time when we remind ourselves that we are traveling the road toward the resurrection. The resurrection of our Lord in which he overcomes sin and death for all of us. But the resurrection is not possible without the shame and the agony of the crucifixion that one final act of Jesus in which he offers himself in obedience to the Father as a full and complete sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. Now for us in the present age, all this is very well known. We rejoice in the savings, sacrifice, and resurrection of our Lord because that's the key to our salvation and our deliverance from sin. But to the disciples, the thought of crucifixion of Jesus, the cruel prospect of Roman execution, dying a criminal's death of shame and pain and agony, to those disciples, that was absolutely unthinkable. Clearly the disciples did not understand the path that Jesus was on. Having seen the power and the authority of Jesus, They expected that he would establish a worldly kingdom and free them from the hated rule of the Roman Empire. And when Jesus tells them plainly that he must die at the hands of the authorities, 
They are absolutely aghast. And Peter, the patron saint of this congregation, who in so many ways stands in for us, and he symbolizes our own imperfections and our shortcomings and our lack of understanding, good old Peter rebukes Jesus. And Jesus will have none of it. Peter, who Jesus has acknowledged as the one disciple, blessed, who understands that Jesus is in fact the Son of God, the long-awaited Messiah, good old Peter, and Jesus calls him Satan. Then Jesus poses the ultimate question to the disciples. What good does it do you to gain the whole world? To establish a Jewish kingdom free of Roman rule? To be placed in a position of honor among all the nations? To in effect rule the world? What good does that do for you if you have all these things and it causes you to lose your soul? And it causes you to miss out on eternal life with the Father? And the question posed by Jesus to the disciples so long ago and so far away rings true for us today. What must we do to inherit eternal life? The answer, of course, is to follow the path of love and obedience that Jesus has taught us. And that is what it means to take up one's cross and follow Jesus. Most of us will not be required to undergo the rigors of torture and execution for our faith, although we must be mindful that even as we speak here this morning, there are some Christians who are undergoing such pain. No, most of us will not face that that test, but nonetheless, we will be tested. We must resist sin and evil just like our baptismal vows insist. And indeed, this is a very difficult path to follow. You see, Christianity is not merely a lifestyle choice. It's not about satisfying the demands of a select social circle. It's not about the style of music we prefer or the political preferences we develop. The path of the gospel in all reality is a never-ending, lifelong struggle. It is sometimes a very stark choice between the gratification of our selfish interest and the demands of the world on the one hand and the prospect of eternal life with Jesus on the other hand. And to deny this truth is to deny Jesus himself. This week we note the death of that famous evangelist, Reverend Billy Graham. He reached many people with his message of the gospel. He preached to many people who otherwise would not have heard that message. Now remember, Billy Graham was an evangelical. Billy Graham was not a fundamentalist. That is a clear and very important distinction. True, he was not of our liturgical tradition. But the message was the same. The presentation and the appeal was very different, but the content was the same universal faith that all of us, all of us who love the Lord, it was the same message that we proclaim. 
As I thought about his death in the last few days, I was reminded of some old hymns of the evangelical tradition of the rural South. Those hymns, not of our tradition, but relevant just the same, those hymns that very sadly seem to have fallen into disuse. You see, those old hymns don't easily fit with the false gospel of prosperity that is heard in some circles, or with the contemporary lifestyle brand of Christianity. But they do go to the heart of the message, the traditional message, the true message of Jesus. Here are some of the titles. Must Jesus bear the cross alone? And the first verse goes, Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. Living for Jesus. Or are you able, said the Master, to be crucified with me? Look those up. They're readily available on the internet. You can find all the lyrics and contemplate the words and the gospel message there. In this holy season of Lent, let us pray for the intervention of the Holy Spirit to make us more and more aware. Aware of our need to forego the temptations of this world, just like Jesus did. Aware that we must live out the gospel of love, just as Jesus Jesus taught us. Aware that nothing is more important than the gospel of our Lord. We are surely traveling on the road to resurrection. We're traveling according to the path that Jesus has prepared for us. Pray that God will keep us mindful that the challenges and the pain and the temptation and all the dislocations that are common to all of us in this earthly life are really not very important when you compare those to what God has in store for those who love him and keep his commandments.